Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Now, here to help us break down the current situation is Ambassador Peter Ford. He is the former British ambassador to both Bahrain and Syria and the co-chairman of the British Syrian Society. Ambassador, it's great to talk with you again. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's it's my pleasure. Now, um, by the way, we remember that President Trump attacked Syria, I think, twice, from what I'm told, from what I recall, for Assad's use of chemical weapon uh, uh, weapons in Syria. There were a lot of people that had questions about whether that chemical weapon attack actually happened and whether it was actually conducted by Assad. What did the independent arbiters of fact actually determine about Assad's use of chemical weapons during the Trump administration? Well, basically, uh, independent experts of the UN uh, said there was no conclusive proof that Assad uh, used, but there were indications that the uh, incidents were fake, that the, the scene of the crime, as it were, uh, saw tampered evidence, uh, crazy things like uh, a chlorine canister that was supposed to bounce up off the floor onto a bed. I mean, unbelievable. Um, but this was uh, enough pretext uh, for the, the bombings to, to go ahead. What really seems to have happened is that the, the jihadis who were desperate fighting uh, Assad backs to the wall uh, tried to draw in Western countries, and they did so by uh, faking a chemical attack. Uh, and, and that's what these independent inspectors of the, um, it, was, it was called OPCW, the uh, UN Agency for Chemical Weapons, their report was hushed up. These findings were brushed under the carpet, but some whistleblowers came out later, and the truth emerged. So a similar scenario looks like it's brewing in Ukraine. You you wrote a uh, fascinating piece calling Ukraine the Syria playbook redux. Um, explain, explain why there are similarities between the Syria situation and Russia. I mean, uh, on the face of it, it would seem like there are a great many differences. Assad um, had no problem going after terrorists and maybe other jihadist groups in his own country, but he didn't invade any neighboring countries. Um, Vladimir Putin has invaded a sovereign neighboring country. So I would think there would be a great many differences. What is the similarity? The similarity is mainly in the uh, the tactics involved and, and in the, the information war. We just discussed one aspect of that, uh, the hoo-ha around alleged use of chemical weapons. This is part of the, the info uh, war, and it's being used on, on both sides. The, I mean, the, the, the way the um, Assad's uh, 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 fight was, was described, it was as, as the brutal dictator Assad uh, is, is waging a war on civilians. Uh, 
It wasn't true. He was waging a war on jihadis who were using civilians as human shields. But we're, we're hearing this, a similar story about uh, Putin. Uh, oh, he's waging war on civilians. Well, I've seen Pentagon reports that have been leaked suggesting that that's bullshit. And uh, just um, but, ambassador, just is, be careful on the radio with uh, what verbiage we use. my English uh, way, um, bovine excrement. Um, it's um, not not serious uh, uh, the, a way to describe uh, what, what's going on. Yes, uh, civilians are, are very tragically being hurt, but that's, I mean, it, it, it makes no military sense to target civilians. Um, and it was the same in Syria. It made no sense for Assad to take a big risk using chemical weapons when, when he had no need to. Right, um, especially when President Trump had warned that that would be the one thing that would cause America to intervene exactly. militarily. But um, in exactly. the case of Russia, um, so much was made over the Russians attacking that hospital that included a maternity ward. There were a lot of reports about that. Did that not happen? Did the Russians not attack a hospital? It seems quite uh, possible that there were uh, snipers or uh, other military personnel uh, on the roof of the hospital. Because, again, it, it makes no military sense. It, 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 it just creates good publicity for the other side. That's why we're discussing it now. All these atrocity stories have basically the same purpose, to to drag us, US, UK, into the war. That is what is going on here. It's important we understand that and we not let ourselves be duped uh, because the consequences hardly need uh, spelling out. Tell me how you think both uh, Prime Minister Johnson and President Biden have handled this Russian war with with Ukraine so far? Uh, terribly, uh, <laughs> particularly in the case of my Prime Minister Johnson, who's trying to channel Churchill, uh, but he's a clown. Uh, many people in this country can't take Johnson seriously. And you, you know what? He's using this crisis as a distraction from problems he was having uh, just a few weeks ago. He was facing serious calls for his resignation. He was teetering on the brink over a scandal, a stupid scandal uh, that, that he, he'd broken the rules uh, on, on COVID, uh, having a party during COVID in his office. But it was, it, it was really uh, uh, under uh, heavy pressure and likely to have to resign. So the war was a godsend to him, and he's milked it. He has milked this crisis to portray himself as the leader of the West. Unbelievable. The new Churchill saving us all. God help how, us. How can the West, the U.S., the U.K., the other NATO allies, how can the West avoid repeating the same mistakes in Ukraine that they made in Syria, where they were duped into attacking Assad um, because they were convinced through this this jihadist false flag operation that he was using chemical weapons. Uh, we have to uh, change uh, the strategy. We should be uh, pushing for a peace uh, uh, agreement. Um, it's sad, but in the end, uh, Ukraine will have to make uh, concessions. 
this is the best way to guarantee long-term uh, peace for, for everybody. Um, in the end, uh, Ukraine will have to uh, make a deal uh, with, with Russia, will have to agree to be like Austria. Is that so terrible? Neutral. Like Finland. Is that so really awful? Is that worth going to war, to world war, to preserve Ukraine's right to be a full member of NATO when they could be like Austria or Finland? We're deranged, deranged to consider this uh, important. Ukraine could have a prosperous future, but I'm afraid they've been pushed too far by NATO. Um, NATO by establishing bases, by promising membership for Ukraine has we brought this on to the poor Ukrainian people. They've just been a cat's paw mm. in a struggle between NATO and Russia. We've been hearing a great deal about the potentiality of a Russian chemical weapons attack. We've heard it from the Secretary General of NATO. We've heard it from the President of the United States, his spokesman, Jen Psaki. We, a lot of folks. Do you think that a Russian chemical weapons attack in Ukraine is, if not likely, at least possible. I would totally rule it out. It, it would be utter madness for Putin to do the one thing that he wants to avoid, which is to uh, provide the pretext for uh, the U.S. and uh, the rest of NATO to start bombing him and his soldiers. I mean, can, can we listen to ourselves? We're sounding stupid. I mean, I, I hear NATO leaders saying that Putin wants to draw us in, into the conflict. Listen to ourselves. That is just plain stupid to be taken in by this. It, it's ridiculous. Uh, no, the last thing Putin would do, the absolute last thing, and he has absolutely no military need to do so. It just doesn't bear any serious scrutiny, but it makes every sense for Ukrainian intelligence to mount uh, a, a fake uh, operation, which is very easily done. Uh, that's how it happened in, in Syria. All they did was uh, drag into a, a hospital ward a bunch of kids off the street. And, uh, nothing had happened, but they were just dousing the kids with water, making it look like uh, there had been a chemical uh, attack. And, and our media, I'm sorry to say, main, mainstream media, uh, uh, will lap it up. Uh, and in, in no time, they'll whip us up into a frenzy. Ambassador, we're as out of the mainstream of the media as possible. So uh, we're not offended by your criticisms <laughs> of the mainstream uh, media. So um, now, where did this come from, this whole idea of the Russian threat of a chemical weapons attack? Do you believe that came from Zelensky and his whole crowd, or, or did that come from elsewhere? Uh, I think the, the Russians have been uh, uh, seriously worried about the, the prospect of, of, of uh, repeat of the serious scenario, um, that they, they, they're sin sincerely afraid that Ukrainian intelligence, maybe with some uh, handlers on NATO's side, uh, would uh, mount uh, such a, uh, an operation to provide the, the casus belli, the reason for war. And, and the Russian talking about that is what has sparked uh, all, all the hoo-ha. Uh, but it, it is a scary prospect. I mean, personally, I feel threatened by this prospect 
that Ukrainian intelligence will mount some stunt and uh, we'll all get dragged into conflict and Russia will be bombing us in England in a week or so. It is a, a, a truly scary prospect. We're talking with Ambassador Peter Ford. He is the former British ambassador to both Bahrain and Syria. He's also the co-chairman of the British Syrian Society. Do you think that a regime change attempt against Putin uh, might be in the offing, similar to uh, what what there was with Assad? And if so, do you think that a regime change attempt against Putin will be any more successful than it was against Assad? Absolutely not. That that is surely the the lesson of of, of Syria uh, that these leaders are very hard to dislodge. Uh, they, whether we like it or not, they do enjoy uh, widespread from their countrymen and uh, women. They're very uh, resilient, um, and in fact, you have to look before you leap. I mean, what would have happened if we'd been successful in in toppling Assad? It would have opened the doors to all the jihadis in the world. ISIS would have been today in control of Damascus. It's not like the civilians were just going to take control if Assad fell. No, it was the warlords, the jihadis, the people we're supposed to be really afraid of. And so in Russia, does anybody really know what would happen if Putin was toppled? Things can always get worse as well as better. This is what we always forget. Uh, Now, what about the need, uh, Ambassador, for a more secure geopolitical scene? Uh, Does America, does the West, does the UK have an interest in getting rid of, this is the narrative, a madman like Putin uh, because he's somebody that would invade a neighboring country? Is the world, is Europe a safer place if we do pursue a course of regime change in Russia? No, that's absolutely uh, uh, crazy. We, we, we've missed opportunities over the last 30 years to have a, a stable, um, peaceful, uh, prosperous relationship with, with Russia by expanding uh, NATO. Remember, Kissinger was against expanding NATO. You know, this is not some wacko, far-out uh, belief. Expanding right, George NATO Kennan was, as well. Uh, exactly, exactly. The wisest of, of them all. Um, it, it, it made no sense, but we need to get back to that position. Uh, we need to stabilize the situation in Ukraine, let there be a, a compromise peace agreement, and then steadily uh, put the pieces back uh, together again. And that's going to have to in, involve the uh, scaling down of, of sanctions. I mean, anybody who seriously believes that Russia is going to withdraw from Ukraine before sanctions are lifted is is uh, delusional. I've had a lot of guests on uh, over the course of the last month who have cited NATO expansion as one of the precipitating factors that led to this Russian invasion of Ukraine. And I can't count how many times in a day I hear allusions to never Neville Chamberlain appeasing Hitler. Now, let me ask you, as somebody that uh, that lives in the UK, where Chamberlain was the prime minister, um, let's say we do get a negotiated settlement, which w- results in Russia getting some sanctions lifted, 
Crimea being recognized as part of Russia, the two Donbass republics being recognized as independent, and Ukraine swearing off allegiance to NATO. Doesn't that, giving Putin so much of what he wants, doesn't that reward him for invading a neighboring country and incentivize him to do it again in the future? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> many people think that uh, the agreement that Neville Chamberlain uh, reached at the cost of Czechoslovakia actually bought us time to, to rearm so that we were more ready uh, when the big one uh, came uh, two years down, down the track. But I'll leave that to the historians to argue about. But um, the one thing we don't have to fear is Putin trying to grab um, more uh, territory in, in Europe. It really makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, and, you know, it, 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 he's not suicidal uh, when we say he's deranged. This is just a, a way so that we don't have to look at this seriously, don't have to face up to the consequences of our own actions. I mean, we, we, if, if this was uh, soccer, uh, it's like we've put 10 uh, goals uh, in, in, into Putin's net, and he might get one of those goals back with Ukraine. But that's it. That's the end of the game. Game over. It was reported in the Washington Post that the U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, has not attempted any conversations with his counterpart, the Russian Foreign Minister, Sergei Lavrov, since the start of the conflict. That's according to U.S. officials speaking to the Washington Post. Now, it doesn't seem like we're very close to a diplomatic end to this crisis if two of the key players involved in this aren't even speaking. I mean, uh, am I missing something? Um, I'm not sure this is entirely a bad thing, you know, uh, <laughs> um, because there's much more likelihood that Putin can come to uh, an agreement with the president, with Zelensky, um, if they're just left to their, their own devices mm. and everybody else just butts out because we're only going to complicate. Uh, we can come in later when the framework of an agreement is, is settled. I I uh, believe that uh, Russia uh, wants Zelensky to stay president. He has credibility. He'll be able, he's perhaps the only person who'll be able to sell, to market a peace agreement, which will be unpalatable, uh, but he's the guy who can eventually sell it. So far from the Russians wanting Zelensky gone, I think he's pretty indispensable to them. The danger is that he's going to overplay his hand. Interesting. Interesting. There's a big debate all over the West about what weapons and what sort of military aid we should be sub, uh, supplying to the Ukrainians. The thinking is, oh, if we can send them javelin missiles, if we can send them MiGs, if we can send them any sort of armament, that'll help them stave off the Russian bear a little bit longer and maybe save some Ukrainian lives. What is the flaw in that logic? Uh, the opposite is, is the truth. Um, the inevitable will happen sooner or later. Uh, Russia is going to win this war. 
the sooner it's brought to an end, the better. So pouring more arms uh, into uh, Ukraine is just adding uh, fuel to to the flames. This this is what happened in in Syria. Um, The U.S. poured about a, a billion dollars worth of arms into Syria. It ended up mostly in the hands of jihadis. It didn't work anyway. It didn't work anyway. And it merely served to prolong the agony. But have things calmed down in Syria at this point? Uh, they have. There's a standoff now. Uh, Assad controls about 70% of the country and the, the jihadis uh, control about a, a, a quarter up in the, the north. And the Kurds, uh, with an assist from uh, U.S. forces, are uh, holding on to an area the size of Kansas in the northeast. Uh, but the situation is stable. There's not much going on. And there's not much likely to go on in, in militarily for the foreseeable future. I think everybody wants to see how Ukraine works out because that is going to have a bearing on what happens next in Syria. How concerned should people be about reports that Putin is recruiting Syrian mercenaries to help with this war effort in Syria? I mean, in Ukraine, excuse me. Uh, I think this is a Russian psyops, to be quite honest. I may be wrong here, but I think this is uh, a little trick on the part of the Russians to spook uh, Ukrainians because, you know, the idea that these uh, Syrian Arab cutthroats could be coming into your town to conduct house-to-house fighting isn't going to encourage you to stay home. Uh, so uh, I see it uh, as a, 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 an operation uh, to just uh, uh, get people to, to leave more, more easily. Um, I may be wrong, uh, but I noticed the latest intelligence reports show almost zero sign of it actually happening. Hmm. Uh, very interesting. Uh, by the way, it, how should it, a country like Israel view Bashar al-Assad over what was the likely alternative to him in Syria? Um, Yeah, Israel is in (laughs) an awkward uh, position. Um, On the one hand, they'd like Assad uh, gone, but on the other hand, uh, removing him might open the the gates of hell. Uh, No one really knows what would come after and as I said earlier, things can always get get worse. So Israel seems content with uh, containing Syria and above all um, resisting uh, what they see as encroachments by uh, Iran, uh, the setting up of Iranian military facilities in in Syria. But Israel's role is very interesting in in Ukraine. I think Israel can play a big part in uh, mediating this peace deal uh, and, uh, above all, in marketing it alongside uh, Zelensky uh, because Israel has credibility with the West. Well, it's going to be very interesting to see if uh, Bennett is able to mediate some sort of an agreement here uh, between Russia and Ukraine. Ambassador, it is always uh, a treat talking with you. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you. Thank you.